This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance. Uh, Folks, as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Joining us this morning here at CFG Wealth Management is my friend, your friend, he's Tony Shore. Great intro today, Travis. I haven't done that, a, I haven't I haven't done an, an exaggerated in, intro to for you in a while, so I figured I'd I figured I'd give you one this morning. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, that was that was one of the best. I like that. Uh, and and uh, come on, exaggerated. I am your friend. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, you know what I mean. Like the the yeah, almost like. Uh, do you know what I miss? I miss the old. I miss the old uh, movie uh, movie trailers with the guy that yes. had the the really deep voice. Yeah, and he's like will so-and-so be killed or will he not you have to watch halloween yeah you know i mean the the old you know the old or in the in the um yeah and they kind of faded out in the 80s but it was like in a world Mm -hmm. that time forgot yeah yeah in a world i also miss the movie montage like you, you remember, you remember how, uh, like in Rocky, where they they would do the montage where he's working out and it's gonna fly now, <laughs> and it's and it's you know what I mean. And, and every movie had a montage, and yep. it's like we have gotten away from the montage, and we got we have what we have now. We have we've had some good movies come out, but then again, uh, I, you know, I, I think we've gone downhill uh, since the '60s, '70s, and '80s when it comes to movies. Oh, for sure, man! I, just all my favorite movies were made in the '80s, all of them or earlier. Uh, you know, I love all the old John Hughes movies with like um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Breakfast Club. I like the the montage in the Breakfast Club was great. There was a montage in there in that. You, you and they, know, they got kind of mocked. And so they made fun of the montage and said, oh, montages are cheesy, which they can be. But, uh, you know, uh, I used to love that. Yeah. Like in Rocky or like in some of the, John you know, Hughes one of my movies. favorite movies and, and it goes all the way. I mean, it goes back into obviously, uh, sixties and seventies because I mean, who doesn't know John Wayne, but the, uh, the Cowboys, whenever, whenever like all the cow, have you ever seen the movie, the Cowboys? Yep. I know some of our listeners probably have seen the Cowboys. I'm not dating you, but you probably have good taste in movies like I do. So uh, the movie John Wayne's uh, The Cowboys, whenever he's like he's he's trying out all the all the kids and uh, they they all like go in the ring and they do the thing and then they get up and they give their name and then they walk off. That that's just awesome. You know, why why can't we have movies like The Cowboys anymore? Instead, you know, we get, uh, you know, 50 first dates. I mean, you know. <laughs> what what has the world come into? So, but speaking of movies, speaking of movies, because you you know I'm a I'm a big movie guy. 
And and I honestly and truthfully do not know where this came from. It just popped in my head. Uh, I was I was literally reading some articles and I thought, you know, this sounds just like the movie the Who Done It movie, the Murder on the Orient Express. Do you know what I'm talking Ooh, about? Yeah, that's it's, a great story and a great movie. Yeah, it's like the Who Done It, like the old, like like the old, uh, the old board game Clue. You know, or or where you're trying to figure out, you know, who's the killer. And you know, retirement income today has really turned into a big game of Murder on the Orient Express or retirement income on the Orient Express, because you really got to figure out who your player are what role they play and which one of them could potentially do you in right i mean which one is the danger out of the group and that's really tony what i want to talk about this morning and then also i've got a couple of articles that you and i were talking about prior to the show that i really i really do want the listeners to 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 pay attention when we go through these because you know they are in my opinion the reason why it's so difficult for retirees to or pre-retirees to really plan effectively and efficiently it's because you get you get so much contrasting information and and this was from the same website and you've read two different articles and if you read them and you go what in the world did this thing just say then don't worry you're normal right that that's a normal response and that's what we're going to talk through uh, later on in the show but you know we we talked about uh, and i just mentioned you know murder on the orient express retirement income on the orient express and tony what is what's one of the the key players foundational income what's one of the key players that we always talk about uh on on our show and and whenever you and i get on the soapbox of retirement income what do we what do we always what's one of the key characters social security social security you are correct sir and you know social security if for those of you who who are really looking to retire in the next little bit, next few years, or you're retiring this year and you're about to decide how you're going to take Social Security, I really cannot impress upon you enough that this is going to be one of your key actors in your movie. This is going to be one of your starring roles, starring players, because Social Security is is the income source that most people it's the only one they're going to have that's guaranteed, right? It's in, and I I had a conversation with a gentleman yesterday um, and we talked at length because he was, he was really convinced that social security was not going to be there. And I've told you once, I've told you twice, I'm going to tell you for the 50th time, what is a politician's number one job? It's to get reelected. It's not to do what's in your best interest. Come on, let's face it. Because, you know, <laughs> they, may, they may try to do what's in your best interest, but take it from a reformed public official. You know, at the end of the day, we do our best. The politicians do their best. But if if you're if you're not someone like i am which is basically i never made a decision because it was to get elected i always made it because it was the right thing to do and if you don't have that mentality as a as a political figure you're you're going to be put in some difficult positions and the most difficult position that i could see any politician in washington getting in right now is what it's touching the third rail of politics social security is not going anywhere in my opinion uh now is it gonna be is it gonna be challenged over some of the decisions that were made probably uh but let's face it 
it's been on its deathbed and and on the IC in the ICU since what the 80s and you know as long as we're willing to to have a discussion like they did in the 80s and the 90s uh, chances are we'll be able to to save the program and keep pushing it forward but I really think that it's a higher probability that will happen than it will just stay and not uh, not be uh, saved or not be uh, you know revamped so that it's more efficient and more effective for today um, and, you know, since we're talking about, Tony, key players for guaranteed retirement income, what is something that, that's gone kind of the way of the dinosaur, but maybe on the train for some people? It's just like Social Security, but it's not Social Security. Pension. It is a pension. Okay. Yep. So so on your train, on you, in your movie, you may or may not have this leading actor, which is called a pension. But at the end of the day, a pension can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Let me tell you why I say that. Um, your pension is, in, in essence, obviously, Social Security. It's a guaranteed retirement income source. Uh, most of the time, you're not going to see it indexed for inflation unless you work for the state or work for municipality. Um, and there's all just there is a COLA built into the plan. But, you know, you also have situations where in that case, that could be your best friend because it's going to increase as long as you live. But you could also see a situation where there's a lot of people that if you really think about it, uh, what what they're looking for is maybe they don't need as much income as, as the pension is going to produce. And then unfortunately, Tony, what happens once you turn a pension on? What happens? Do do you see any money going to heirs if the person receiving it or their spouse passes away? No. No, you do not. So in essence, what you're doing is it's just like Social Security. Once you turn that income source on, uh, it, that's it. That's that's all you get as an income source. But but unlike a Social Security, there are some situations where you may want to take a lump sum and basically def- create your own pension. You know, if if basically you priced it out, which we'll talk about generating retirement income in just a moment. But if you priced it out, might be a little bit uh, more advantageous to do it on your own. Uh, as far as what it can produce and then what the residual is going to be. Uh, guess, Tony, guess who else is making making a, a key entry into the, the train car? Um, we talked about pension. We talked about Social Security. 401k. What, for, are you are you reading my script, really? Because like you're in Minnesota and I'm in Georgia and I swear I am sitting here and that is number three on my list is the 401k. Um, Tony, 401ks are are obviously next to the home uh 401ks 457s 403bs uh you name the alphabet soup or, or the number soup and basically <laughs> it, that's going to be the majority of where a baby boomer's assets are going to reside next to their home value so you know when you think about retirement what is synonymous with retirement your 401k the problem is is there's going to be the the one the one person that's coming down the aisle that you don't really pay attention to because he's always there, but that's the one that's actually going to have the knife. You know what that is? What's that? Taxes. Ah, taxes. I should have guessed. Death that. and taxes. Yeah. Death and taxes. So taxes you want to know, know who's done it? You want to know who's going to kill you? Well, think about it. Um, right now, and I, I read, and and I I do want to I do want to go. I'm not going to give the exact stat that I heard, but uh, 
under under potentially a change of administration and this is not political this is just fact change of administration the 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 numbers that are being bounced around right now is basically um your 12% for those earning 75,000 or less 12% marginal bracket uh you could see that potentially go up 50 to 100% over the next few years uh, if if administrations change. Now, uh, 50% means that it may go back up to obviously 15 or 17. It may go up to 20. But the point is that that character that's walking down the aisle that you really just kind of overlook because you don't really, you don't see anything out of the way. He's always there and he's always collecting, um, that's really going to be something that most retirees, Tony, are going to have to face going forward because why? Because our tax is going to get cheaper when we're now at $26 trillion in debt. No, the Federal no. Reserve's balance sheet has doubled almost over the last just six months. Um, you have got, what, uh, $3 trillion plus in the spending deficit for this year alone? I mean... Folks, Congress is, has always had a problem, and it's always been a four-letter word, and it's called math. Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand where you know in what world that most people live in, where you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year and spend two hundred thousand dollars a year and just do it over and over and over and over. And eventually not think that you're going to have to eventually pay. You know, you want to dance, you, you got to pay, pay the, band. the piper. You, you got to pay, pay the, the piper. Yeah. And especially now, I mean, they they lowered taxes, and so we have really low tax rates right now, uh, which is another reason why we know they're going to go up. I mean, they're the which is lower where... tax rate is set to expire here in a few years, but uh, they're going to go up regardless. I think. which is where the the unexpected hero is going to emerge. Oh, oh, plot plot thickens. Hero. The plot thickens. Um, your hero, folks, and and we've talked about it over and over on the show. And uh, you know, I, I always tell you this: if your advisor has not talked to you about Roth conversion, or whomever is your professional has not talked to you about Roth conversion, is it because they don't know or they don't care? Um, because if they don't care, they don't really care what you're going to pay in taxes. It's basically, you know, let's keep you happy. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. And then you just kind of stay in the dark. They treat you like a mushroom, feed you crap, keep you in the dark. You don't really understand that the sunlight is going to be Roth conversion because that's going to allow you to what? To instead of paying taxes tomorrow when taxes may double, or, you know, go up 50% or double, you could be potentially paying taxes today at a lower rate spread out over a number of years. And then all of a sudden, instead of just having pre-tax income, you now have a bucket of income that, guess what, does not have RMDs, does not have any type of taxation provided that you wait five years you know, on the on the growth, you're you're basically putting money away that is going to be out of the kitty for Uncle Sam. Now, do you have to pay taxes on it today? Absolutely. But guess what? That's a small price to pay, in my opinion, for a lot of security going forward, because and I talked about this, Tony, on our our TV show on WSAV. We do a guest spot on the bridge and uh the, the host, Patty and I were talking and we were like, okay, what is a way we could really kind of kind of describe the retirement income process? And I told her it was like a big game of Jenga. 
right? Because if if you you can look at your at your big stack of blocks, but there can be some holes in it that if you pull the wrong block out, it's going to fall and it's going to tumble. But by putting Roth in, what you were doing is putting blocks back in to make it more stable. And if you just put in a little sliver of Roth, the hero will emerge and all of a sudden your tax rate is going to start falling because as your as you see your income begin to increase if you've started Roth conversion then guess what over time you can start off with a small amount of Roth and keep that steadily rising over your retirement and guess what even if your tax rate doesn't fall it probably will not increase let me repeat mm. that even if your tax rate doesn't fall it probably won't increase because if your pre-tax income if you're if you've done Roth conversion, you've lowered your RMDs, and now you put in Roth as you age. If you needed say five thousand a day and six thousand ten years from now, well then guess what? You're you're you have had that continue to grow. So Tony, we have more tax free income to interject. So now all of a sudden, the hero emerges, and that's how we the he he grabs he grabs uh, taxes by the arm and chunks him off the train. Right, we know how the story is going to end, but if we choose to to let the the um, the tax man continue to walk the aisles, he's just going to continue to wreak havoc. Because let's face it, you know I hate to say this, but it's the truth. You and I've talked about it. Uh, politicians' number one job is maybe to get elected, but I think their number two oath has got to be spend as much as humanly possible, and then when you think you can't spend anymore, uh, double it. I mean, it's just the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's like now, uh, what are we fighting over? We're fighting over you know which pork project that uh, both sides want to interject or put into the uh, the new stimulus or the new bailout package that they're working on it is the craziest thing i've ever seen wow that i mean it, it is insane so uh and you know what another uh, on the orient express uh, another retirement uh killer or potential suspect uh that you didn't mention might be the silent killer they call inflation right absolutely and how do we combat inflation in retirement, I know it scares a lot of people, but uh, how do we combat inflation? Well, the the only asset that has historically outpaced inflation has been the, the markets and the equity markets. And that's the reason why a lot of retirees do what? They save for their retirement using the equity markets. But Tony, I think you you just you just keyed in on on a crucial topic. All right, let's let's think about this. All right, uh, if you go back to March, you talk about uh, your, and I'm just going to give them your Goldman Sachs. You talk about your uh, your J.P. Morgan's. You talk about all of the big investment banks that came out. And in February and March, all of these people were talking about S&P was going to be at 20, 2300 by the end of the year, 2500 2800 yep. And then once it got to 2900 now they're like, oh, my goodness. I saw a guy this morning said that the S&P was going to be at 4000 by the uh, by the end of next year. <laughs> it's like when the market's going wow. down, they're telling you it's going to stay down. And when the market's going up, they don't want to be wrong. So they tell you it's going to keep going up. So one of the things I think common sense has got to prevail with a retiree in their portfolio, because Tony, if you really think about it, and and I know I know you and I've talked about it, and I know our listeners have heard it, but let me repeat it: if you think about it, you have to plan for what, for the worst, and hope for the best. 
Because do we think that equities legitimately with what's going on are going to be, you know, considerably higher? If if you see something and let's say the average equity return someone is expecting is 7%, that means 10 years from now, we've got to be sitting here talking about S&P like 6,500 to 7,000. Um, or we've got to be talking about Dow 50,000. Do you think that's likely considering that we were literally at like Dow 17,000 and 2000 and we are now we are 20 years later and we are at Dow 27,000? Do you really think that that's going to be Dow 50,000? I I would say that's probably a high probability with all the headwinds that we've got, potentially raising taxes, um, some of the other issues that a lot of retirees, let's face it, they're going to face in the next one to five years. If you don't have a plan, it's it's not going to probably work out well. Uh, Remember, retire retire by default or retire by design, not by default. The other the other thing, and and I was trying to get to the articles, but I don't think we're going to make it. you know, one of the other things, Tony, that that the the silent killer, as you talked about inflation, uh, has really started to make people also rethink is what it's their bond portfolio. It's their fixed income inside of their assets, because why have retirees typically used a lot of fixed income, uh, 10 year treasuries, uh, you know, any 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 number of maturity of treasuries? Why have they typically used that over the last 50 50 years, 100 years. Because the risk is lower. The risk is lower. So you have a risk-free rate. You have a, a, a risk the uh, you you lessen your risk and then also in the event the market goes down you have dry powder well right. that was one of the things and I will mention this uh you know an article that I read in Market Watch it was actually written by a guy named Sean uh, Sean Langolas, I think is his name, and uh, he he was referring to another another guy who's got this subscription. I won't mention it if you want to go on and read it. By all means, take a look. But uh, he's got a subscription newsletter that he writes. He's not a financial advisor, but what he talks about is, you know, Tony, when when the four percent rule was actually uh, created by William Bingham, we had never seen the rate and the the Treasury rate that we have right now. The treasury rate at his time was, I believe, around 5% on the 10-year treasury. That means you give the government $100,000 and they're going to give you $5,000 a year for 10 years and then give you your money back. Well, now that that is a half a percent. It's like 0.5 or 0.6, depending on where the market ends today. So if you've got you know, a lot of retirees uh, use the rule of 100. Sometimes it's it's applicable. Sometimes it's not. Uh, but if you've got the rule of 100, let's just say you let's just easy math 50 50. If you've got 50 percent of your portfolio that, you know, is probably going to earn less than a half to two percent over the next decade, potentially. What do you think that's going to do to your distribution rate? Is that really the safest place to put your money? All these things are going to be questions you got to ask, and that's the reason why you have to have a plan and a second opinion. It's because if you don't let someone who knows exactly what they're doing give you an opinion, then basically you are making a guess. It may not be an educated guess, and when you're talking about your retirement, if what you thought to be true wasn't true, when would you want to know? That's why you need to give us a call. Let us give you a second opinion. Let us actually walk you through what you're doing and figure out if your movie is going to end the way that you want 
or if it's going to end a different way that we don't want. That's why you need to get a professional and a second opinion. Give us a call, 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. All right, and listeners, that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.